updates live, local, and loud. Now, back to Nick and Jerry. Oh, we got a special guest for you coming up here. John Fanta, voice of college basketball, play-by-play man for Fox Sports. Going to break down the NCAA tournament. Thanks for joining us. Monday edition, live, local, and loud. Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football here. You can get in touch, 844-225-5580 on Twitter. At GetNickG is where you can find me. Scott Inez coming up in the next hour, of course. Uh, he joins us every single week. Uh, we'll talk a little NCAA tournament with him, Drew Brees retiring, and a whole lot more. But let, let, let me get to John Fanta. Uh, you see him on the Big East coverage, uh, voice of college basketball on Fox Sports, and just an exciting time. John, we've been waiting two years for this, man. I'm stoked to have the NCAA tournament back. Oh, we have been, Nick, and it's great to be with you. Yeah, it really lifts the anticipation. You know how we brought up over these last 12 months, sometimes you don't realize how much you miss something until you're without it, mm-hmm. or how much something means to you until you're without it. I feel that right now. I feel it. I think we all feel in our veins that March Madness is back, and I'm expecting it to be a, a really interesting tournament. Of course, we're missing some blue bloods, no Duke, no Kentucky, but I would just share if folks are just jumping into the sport, there are a lot of compelling storylines. And of at, right at the top, the Big Ten and the Big 12, what they've been able to do as leagues this year has been impressive. Yeah, the Big Ten with two one seeds and two two seeds. We're going to get to that. But, John, uh, I, I was talking about this earlier on the show for a couple of moments. This is a heck of an undertaking. I was reading on Forbes this week just what the behind-the-scenes stuff looks like for the NCAA tournament. 68 teams, of course, 67 games, seven competition courts. They're going to be all over the place playing these games. I mean, it is going to be a victory for college basketball just to get this thing done and through. It feels like the easy part is kind of over, and that was staging an entire regular season. Yes, absolutely. You are dead on. And I would just share the the personal experience I just encountered. So I covered the Big East tournament. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about 11 programs in New York City. All 11 teams were in the same hotel in New York. Each team had a floor in the hotel. Every morning, 7 a.m., wake up, you're half asleep. You, you get downstairs, you get the test, you know, you get that feeling in your nose that early in the morning. That's certainly a wake-up call. Yeah. You get back upstairs, you're waiting on that result. Uh, and then once you get that result, you can leave your room and go to where you need to go to. And even then, like for me, it was in the hotel. Then I would take a shuttle service with only folks that were in that hotel to Madison Square Garden check in in Madison Square Garden and get into my socially distanced location. And for the players, it was the same thing, just on their team bus. Buses are separated by two, even three buses for a travel party. You know, your travel party typically at the NCAA tournament, Nick, for a team could be 60, 70, even more because they have the band and cheer. Right now it's about 34. So this is a, a huge undertaking. If the NCAA is able to put on a tournament here, it would be the single best, single best accomplishment that we have seen since the pandemic hit because of the amount of testing they're doing. These, these student athletes are getting tested twice a day right now. I mean, it is remarkable what the NCAA is asking. It's also remarkable what they're attempting to pull off. But I do not think people fully understand how much these kids are having to do. I just went through it, Nick. I can tell you right now that as I sit here and talk with you on this Monday, um, that I'm very energetic about March Madness, but I'm absolutely exhausted. I've never been more tired in my life because of the amount of testing that was done last week. 
and the amount that was being required of us from filling out this protocol form to that protocol form. It's all worth it. It all is worth it, and it was worth it this past Saturday when Georgetown shockingly took the Big East tournament. But these kids deserve a lot of credit for giving us the March Madness and doing what they're trying to do. Yeah, we haven't talked about it enough. Uh, just what a season, what, what it's been uh, for these student-athletes to get through just to get the games in and get us to this point, something that you know all of America really enjoys to tune in and watch. So I, that was a great story, John. I really do appreciate you, uh, you telling us a little bit about what that was like being up there at Madison Square Garden during the Big East Tournament. Uh, let's get to the bracket, of course. It was released, Field of 68, on Sunday during the selection show. John, the bracket comes out. The first thing that really jumped out to you was what? Oklahoma State being a, a four seed, they put up as many great wins as anybody in college basketball, a double-digit amount of quadrant one wins. I thought that they were underseeded, and I think that because of that, Illinois having to meet them in a Sweet 16 game is very difficult. I thought Illinois got a really tough draw. They won the best conference in college basketball, and they got stuck with the fourth seed at Oklahoma State. I was surprised at that from the committee. Uh, what I took away instantly, though, Nick, was – Gonzaga and Baylor are going to be in the Final Four. I, I will take this take, take to bet. Uh, and if it's wrong, then, man, I'll look foolish, and that's the madness of March. But I thought Gonzaga and Baylor got incredibly easy paths to the Final Four. They deserve them, deservedly so. But I do not see Gonzaga having any issue with an Oklahoma or a Missouri in the first weekend. I think that they're going to be able to manage their way through the tournament because Virginia is dealing with COVID issues right now. Uh, Creighton has fallen off. That would be the four or five. And I, I just, I like the Zags pathway. And on the flip side for Baylor, I can't see them having much trouble uh, in their, their second round game and, and in the Sweet 16. I think that both those teams are poised. The other thing I would say is this. I give a lot of credit to the committee. In a year where the little guy couldn't schedule the way he normally could in college basketball because of COVID, because things got changed, the selection committee is giving Utah State an 11 seed. The selection committee is giving Drake, Drake an at-large bid. Now, they're in the first four, but they gave them a shot. I would rather have Drake than Louisville. I thought Drake's body of work was a little bit better than the Cardinals. The Cardinals only had one quadrant one win. So I give the selection committee a lot of credit for giving the mid-major school a chance, an opportunity here to show something in the NCAA tournament. Last thing for me in terms of my instant takeaway, I had a lot, as you could tell. Love it. Syracuse, Syracuse not being in the last four in. Uh, they, they did not do enough for me. Uh, a team that only had one quadrant one win and they're firmly in as an 11, you know, meaning Michigan State and UCLA are the two teams playing uh, on the first four nights. I disagreed with that. I disagree with that a lot. Who would you switch Syracuse with, Michigan State or UCLA? Michigan State in three weeks did more than Syracuse did all season long. Michigan State deserves to be an 11th seed, not playing in the first four. Love it. Okay, John Fante is the play-by-play voice, college basketball. You see him on Fox Sports all the time covering those Big East games. Joining us here on Live, Local, and Loud. This is the reason why we do these interviews, because John knows more about college basketball, uh, much, much more than I do. I, I was going to ask you about sleepers. You covered Oklahoma State and future Magic guard Cade Cunningham, so we'll, we'll skip that. Uh, let me get to Florida State, number four seed in the East region. I love Leonard Hamilton. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball. He's got a nice squad again. They have an intriguing matchup, though, against UNC Greensboro. They can kind of shoot it. What do you think about Florida State getting UNC Greensboro in the opening round? 
Florida State's going to have to take away the perimeter in this game. They've got to establish that in this game, and they've got to rebound the basketball. I'm actually surprised to see uh, a lot of people put this at double digits in terms of the line because I think that UNC Greensboro should be able to hang around in this game. It is a tough draw out of the gates for the Seminoles, but I'm going to tell you why I like the Seminoles to make a deep run. Another Leonard Hamilton coach team that doesn't rely on any one player to be great for them. MJ Walker at the top and Raekwon Gray right behind him. Scotty Barnes I've been impressed by. But again, this is a team that they're going to do a couple things. Nick, they're going to out-rebound you. They're going to out-hustle you. They have to manage their turnovers. They've turned the ball over a little bit more than and I think Leonard Hamilton would like with nearly 15 per game. They actually have a negative turnover margin. If they are able to manage in the turnover column, they can be a second weekend team in the NCAA tournament. The problem is MJ Walker's running into some turnover problems this year. Gray's done it as well. Barnes has been great at initiating 89 assists to 48 turnovers. He's done a nice job. I like this team. I don't love this Florida State team, but I think that there's a pathway for them. They should be able to get by uh, UNC Greensboro, I got to tell you, I like their draw in the second round because I think Georgetown could keep this going and knock off Colorado, even if Colorado wins, which if I'm a predictor, I still say Colorado wins that game. I like Florida State over Colorado. I think the Knolls are going to find themselves in a Sweet 16 situation because I think they're more physical than Greensboro, and that's where they have an advantage. And I got to tell you, Michigan, with Isaiah Livers' health kind of up in the air, he's banged up. The Wolverines aren't a guarantee to just cruise their way to the Sweet 16. And why do I say that? Because LSU is playing as well as anybody right now. They, they almost beat Alabama yesterday for the SEC title. I thought the Tigers were a little bit underseated. So don't be surprised if we see some real chaos in the East region, I think it's going to be the region of chaos. Yeah, it could be a lot of fun. John Fanta joining us live, local, and loud. Speaking of the SEC, Florida's seven seed. This is not the strongest Mike White team, of course, because they ran into uh, you know some health issues uh, in, in terms of their best player. Uh, they're a seven seed in the South region. They get 10-seeded Virginia Tech. I, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Mike White uh, and the Florida Gators just for making it through this season. They lose Keontae Johnson in December. Of course, he was the SEC preseason player of the year. Uh, what do you think about the Gators here sitting in the first round against Virginia Tech? I think it's a tough draw. Uh, I think that Mike Young's done a great job with Virginia Tech, took over for Buzz Williams. There were a lot of questions about that hire. And over these first couple of years, he's already elevating the program and, and taking them back to where they were a couple years ago. I thought that they were underseated, the Hokies. And they need Keve Aluma to establish himself in this game. He's been a really good player for the Hokies this season. And I think that the key for Florida is, are they going to be able to generate enough offense consistently to make a run in this tournament? You know, they, they bowed out to Tennessee, 66 points. They beat Vanderbilt, but they scored 69. They lost to Tennessee before that. They only scored 54. A common theme I have with Florida, Nick, is that they're just not scoring the ball very well. Now, that could take off in the tournament. Teams take on a life of their own when they hit the big dance floor. But the key for Florida is not defense. I think they're going to be fine defensively against Virginia Tech. Where I worry about them is, are they going to be able to get enough offense um, and enough efficient offense? Trey Mann is at the top of everything they do, but can – 
Colin Castleton give them a burst? Can they get three-point shooting from Noah Locke? I, I think Locke might be the key to this whole equation. If he's able to knock down some three-point shots, then Florida will be able to get by Virginia Tech in the first round. That will be an interesting one to open up the tournament. Florida plays on Friday. John Fanta joining us. All right, John, I'll go through these real quick with you. The first number one seed to go down is which? Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to go with Michigan. I think Michigan's going to go down. The 12 seed that beats the five. There's always one or, I guess, the best opportunity for a 12 to beat a five. Which one is it? You see Santa Barbara oh. taking on Creighton. I really like the Gauchos. Uh, I think that they've got a couple of dynamic playmakers. They shoot to three well. They've got some size. I think you see Santa Barbara out of the Big West, not well known. They've had a tremendous season. Uh, and you, you said earlier that you have Gonzaga and Baylor making it to uh, the Final Four. Who does John Fanta have winning it all here as we stand on March 15th? What a question, Nick. <laughs> uh, I am going I am going to go with Gonzaga. Wow. I think that they are going to run the table and be the first unbeaten since 1976 to win the national championship. I know that's not sexy or, or – necessarily you know the pick that might bore people this team is unbelievable uh they have shown me how complete they are and i think that they're going to win the national championship i do i love it by the way 1976 the last time we did not have duke or kentucky in the tournament so just like this year that would make sense Mm -hmm. john really do appreciate the time man we will catch up with you throughout the tourney and uh, enjoy the games man it's just great to have it back on thanks so much nick appreciate it John Fanta, the outstanding play-by-play man for Fox Sports uh, for college basketball. Uh, Some great info there. He likes Florida State. Uh, If Florida can score the basketball, it feels like a captain obvious. They've struggled with that this year. Thinks they can make a little bit of a run, too. Uh, We'll react to some of what he had to say coming up next. We're live, local, and loud.